That's a Shame is brought to you by the people who support us over at patreon.com slash shamecity. If you have a dollar, two dollars, a dollar to spare, join us again at patreon.com slash shamecity. Please. Is it recording? Oh, it is. Hello, and welcome <laughs> to another big and well-produced, importantly, episode of That's a Shame. This very podcast that we're creating with our mouths, and you're doing your part by just allowing it to bounce through your ears into your mind. Is this a tree falls in the woods thing? Yeah, is it, is it a, a podcast of it's... Nobody listens. Yeah, I, I would say it is. Personally. I'd say it's almost it's more of a podcast. On average, most yeah. podcasts are unlistenable <laughs> garbage, um, and so yeah, I suppose so. This one, however, only sometimes is that true. Mm. I'm Isaac, and who the hell are you? I'm 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 Declan. Nice. And I'm someone someone in our stream yesterday, go on, or in my stream yesterday, mm-hmm. the channels yesterday. What's the account for that, by it, the way? What twitch.tv slash shame city right, okay. with just the one Y, as it's always yeah. been and always no will. One would think there'd be more than one. Um was saying, Oh, I I was just about to listen to Tass. Oh yeah. I was just about to start Tass when um I got the notification that you'd started streaming. So I came here instead. Wow. And I was like That's an empire. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then I went start like the most recent one. I went, I can't remember even remember what it was. Like it was I Eric Clapton, I think it was. Oh yeah. And then they went, no, no, the pilot. And I went, you have to stop, stop. right there. <laughs> stop. Right you can't there. do that to yourself I said, or us. I said, I cannot. Madness. I simply cannot let you do that. I'm going to, we tried to make a little playlist, didn't we, of good yeah. ones on the thing, but then the uh, interface was so annoying that I stopped. But I've, I'm now sort of like, we do. got a refreshed energy for that because nice. I can't have people do that to themselves. And so if people want to, introduce a friend to the show they can go to where it's just shame.city and click on the that's a shame bit and you'll see there's a master list of episodes of we recommend ex. yeah exactly because um, it's not all of them it's important. really not important is it this not. one? Oh, this one's going to be right up there yes huge um it strikes me as one of those things i can't really believe we haven't talked about too much before i mm-hmm. have a feeling we may have like mentioned it here or there or maybe i've spoken to you about it yeah um before but it got brought to my attention i can't remember where um a couple of weeks back and i thought that's uh that's a good you that's filed a good it away under shame yeah i thought that's a good topic for an episode um i've been sat in in the other room sort of the mouse for the room. last couple of weeks <laughs> couple of days yeah that's right the mouse room not just where we keep our computer mice but where but we where? keep several live mice <laughs> here on the third floor of the flat <laughs> Um, and I was trying to find a way of synthesizing this content. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, we've done some, we've done some episodes over the last few weeks, over the last couple of months, where we've had quite the scope of things to, to for bring sure, together. Sure. Remember Ancient Giant Tree Truth? Yeah. That involved trips to YouTube and blogs. It's a multimedia spectacular. Uh, same with the Nerd Thigh Strangling. He'll go all over the internet. And <laughs> um, I'm always five steps behind. And so I'm, Unfortunately, I've come to the conclusion that the only way I can do this is is in a way that isn't really very um, Web very 3. traditional oh, okay. for TAS. Um, and it's that I I just kind of have to read this article. Okay. And I'm going to read most of it. Okay. Um, because there is nothing... There's no way I could present this information in a way that could quite capture it in the same way as the reading of this article. Yeah, as it has in its own presentation. I do have auxiliary kind of Mm shoot-offs that we will go to. Don't you fret. Um, But in the most part, we're just going to be reading an article, and it's a Rolling Stone article. Oh, very cool. From September 14th, 2015, almost exactly six years ago. Coincidence. And the title of the article is Terence Howard's Dangerous Mind. Okay. Now, Terence Howard is this guy right here. You may remember him yes, I do. as the guy Don Cheadle replaced in Iron Man. Mm. That's what he's perhaps most famed for. Um, yes, I do. And then I looked up why he got replaced. And it was like he ended up asking for more money than they well, would give him. And then they were like, no, we'll get Don Cheadle. Yeah, so basically he was higher paid than Robert Downey Jr. for the original line. Right. And then in the second one, they were like, well, we're cutting your role down a lot. So we're going to pay you less money. And he was like, and his agent said no. But we'll come to that. The thing is about Terence Howard 
being cut from Iron Man is the least of his concerns. Okay. It's a, it is about a triviality uh, in the ocean that is his life. Fair enough. Um, and you'll begin to see why. Terence Howard is standing in front of a mirror inside his extra deluxe penthouse level Chicago apartment, looking at himself, looking back. You could say he sees himself as he is today, dressed in a silky long sleeve loungewear top with a scarf circling his neck, like right out of the Hollywood handbook for dapper flamboyance. Or as what he has most recently become, a television land megastar for how convincingly he plays the super badass hip hop record mogul Lucius Lyon on Fox's Empire this year's most oh, unexpected hit show. Or even as certain others see him, including some ex-wives, as a man given to outbursts of stunning violence and domestic abuse, allegations of which are in part what led him to take the Empire role in the first place. Since they see me as a bad guy, he says, his thinking went, I'm going to play a bad guy. Okay. So he's got a number of ways he can look at himself, and the mirror continues to reflect, as does Howard. Today, for me, has been about searching out for who I am, he says. We've got all these different faces that want to come out. There's at least four just in this moment, with a possible expansion to 432. Faces? Yeah. Cool. But which one do you let out? Is it the person who's cool that you've mastered? Is it the excited little boy? Mm. Now, at this point, my interest was piqued because you reminded me somewhat of yourself. <laughs> well, I don't let my faces in and out. I don't I don't keep them trapped and imprisoned. No, you just, I just swap them out periodically. Yeah, like the, like the uh, this very like rolling good around. in, uh, what's it called? Uh, Nightmare Before, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Well, I've, he only had like a few, didn't he's he? He's only got two. Really? Oh, He's only God. got very happy, very sad. Um, I hate shame. the start of this article. I don't know if we're including the kind of criticism of the article itself in its, in its scope. Um, but I really, I, it's not this one that is particularly bad. It's just that need to find some kind of tedious framing device where it's like, he's looking at himself in a mirror and that's it. Like you, you don't need to then dive into like, but how does he see himself in the mirror? Is he seeing this? Is he seeing that? Or perhaps this third thing that I must <laughs> include purely for the cadence of what I'm trying to achieve. For the cadence and for legal reasons. Yeah, I think it's, uh quite bad yeah it is i i i do think that about some aspects of this article including that one my i'm not i don't have any particular gripe with it because it's all like this this is yeah exactly i'm forgiving the article because i actually kind of think it's trying to capture something about terence himself because we find as we as we're going to see again thinking about which face to put on that's just one one of the many things that he thinks about all the time the next couple of paragraphs basically sort of you know tell his story um from growing up uh, where his dad um murdered someone uh, stabbed them to death in the line to see santa at a department store oh god that's gonna um, fuck you up um and then but now his daddy was here next to him says the um says the person writing the article saying to him you see that curly motherfucker right there that little redhead motherfucker right there you love him because the only person that's going to be there no matter what happens in your life is that little motherfucker who's he referring to himself to terence he's referring oh, okay. to terence um howard's never forgotten those words as i don't think you would if no, they were said to you right after someone had your someone your father had murdered father christmas <laughs> reminding me of our own wonderful foray into uh, the yeah. idea in, in uh, the return so at one time he was going to be a big movie star having built his reputation on films like crash and hustle and flow and his bank account with movies like iron man for which he was paid 3.5 million dollars more than any other cast wow. member, including rdj but words started to leak out about Howard being difficult on set. As well, women began speaking out about his temper. He soon found himself reduced to $40,000 a movie. A humble $40,000 a movie. Can't imagine. When all that stuff went down about me, you're not in any bargaining position, he says. You're, sh- you're shunned. You're persona non grata. Mm-hmm. In response, the formerly red-headed little motherfucker did what he had to do. He continued to love himself by buying scissors, wire, magnets, and vast numbers of sheets of plastic. He had a theory. It might seem crazy. It may even be crazy. But a long time ago, he'd gotten hold of this notion that one times one doesn't equal one. Okay. But two. Right. He began writing down his logic in a language of his own devising that he calls teriology. He wrote forward and backward with both his right and left hands, sometimes using symbols he made up that look foreign, if not alien, to keep his ideas secret until they, could be, until well. they could be patented. 
2013, he got married again to an LA restaurateur named Mira Pack. And the two would spend up to 17 hours a day cutting shapes out of the plastic and joining them together into various objects meant to demonstrate not only his one times one theory, but many others as well. Like, I need to know more about all of these theories. <laughs> I think I've heard this one times one thing somewhere. I'm, I'm glad that you ask. I am going to come on to it. Let me just, I'll go another paragraph deep and then we'll get, I'm, we'll get at the right moment just to like bring what? you into where I'm at. It's the, the thing is not even the theory, but how the theory relies on scissors, twine and plastic shapes that is like Listen, particularly the, fascinating. The theory doesn't rely on those things. How is proof? Li- um, it, it's, it's his proof doesn't rely on them either. Okay. I, I've got his proof. Don't worry. Oh, oh Don't worry. wow. We've got the proof this is here. It's huge. huge. It's groundbreaking stuff. Here's the proof that I'll give you a, a small, uh, a small preview of is uh, my my analysis of the proof, which is four whole pages of A4. <clears throat> um, is, in, like, maths? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, no, some of it in maths. Not really, but okay. a little bit. His attempt at it. But the main thing is that he seems to have got it confused with adding. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at the times from a slight angle. Yeah, just from like, the side. about? <laughs> um, but he's, don't you worry, because it's, as they say, it's not just that theory. Okay. He's got others. Howard backs away from the mirror, returns to the living room, The place is filled with his fantastical plastic assemblages. They bear a similarity to building blocks, but the shapes are infinitely more complex in two dimensions and three, tied together by copper wire or held in place by magnets. There are hemispheres, cubes, tetrahedrons and flighty wings. Some of the objects are as small as mice. There's There's a callback. Others are as big as fire hydrants. Some are hanging, some freestanding. A few larger ones lit from the inside with LED twinkle stars. They are gorgeous and otherworldly. He has no name for them. They just are. Mm. He loves them just as much as he loves himself and his infant son, Kirin, spelled with a Q, who is sleeping nearby and will one day inherit US patent 20150079872A1. Systems and methods for enhanced building block applications, among others. What? He says he quit smoking cigarettes. Taking a seat not far from Kirin, he says, anything you do against yourself is an attack against the people you care about. Brackets. Later on, he will admit to sneaking a cigarette. (laughs) That's fine. Pack is here too, tending to the child. Howard is looking at her now and saying, when you meet your one, it's completely balanced. I don't have any greater authority than she does. It's the only thing really that works. She smiles. Now, here's the thing. Um, A couple of months after this, uh, they did divorce. Damn. But they, in 2018, they did get engaged to remarry again. Okay, that's so always a good there sign. there you go. But I just do want you to hold on to his quote there about it being completely balanced. Yeah. Because that will come back. Now, I can sense that you're, you're champing at the bit, yeah, as it were. This author is know. really fucking, like, putting me on edge. Because they, they talked about all the plastic assemblages, and then they're going to all this relationship stuff. And I, my interest is completely in the former and completely not in the latter. So I'm just fascinated by all his ideas. Yeah. So his ideas, there's sort of, there's more than I thought I'd be able to find, but less than I'd like to be able uh-huh. to find. Well, I guess if they're this good, he's, you know, he can't just be posting them everywhere. No, exactly. Well, and like you say, he's you know, developed his own language. Yeah, terrible, but he has too. claimed that he's going to, to share some of them. Um, on the show. With us That's right huge. now. Um, I've got him on the other line. <laughs> he's Crazy. ready and waiting to come on. Um, so I found a link to his Twitter account, uh, and let's see on November 1st, 2017, he posted a tweet. This is the proof to the world of science and mathematics that one times one equals two. Okay. (laughs) Uh, like I say, it's four, four pages long. Um, and it is pretty involved. Right. Okay. Well received. Um, not by not by Twitter, but that's how you'd expect it to be. Like that not would by be Twitter. for all of the you know the the absolute madness that kicked off when Galileo started making his claims. Those pale into comparison <laughs> compared oh, yeah. to these fundaments of teriology, which would shake the very foundation of what could be up to two worlds that we continually inhabit: mathematics and science. Yeah. First and foremost, let us ask the most obvious question: Is this a finished equation? Yes or no? The answer yeah. is no. Oh. Let us start our forensic audit there. Brackets, it is an incomplete equation. Why? What's your referring to? What is? One times one equals two. Okay. Oh, it's not. Oh, no, no. Sorry. He's, sorry. He's referring to one times one equals one. 
Yeah. You're saying that's an unfinished equation. Right. The finished version is one times one equals two. Okay. That's begging the question. I, now, I feel. Um, why might it not be complete, Isaac? You, you know mathematics. Well, I think it's because he wants it to equal two and it doesn't. So he's going to just do some bullshit to it until it does equal two, such as change times to plus or, or just maybe make it one times one plus one. Uh, you're actually really not far away. Really? To be honest. Um, <laughs> the reason why it's incomplete is because it's not even on both sides. Oh, and ma- yeah, no, they do have to be. That's yes. why that's why E equals MT squared is wrong, because there's more shit after the equals. Yeah, than, yeah. than there is on the other side. Yes, nature desires action, but demands equilibrium. Therefore, in order for an equation to be finished slash completed, both sides of the equation must be equally balanced. Oh. Yet in the case of one times one equals one, we have an unfinished equation, because we have two ones on one side of the <laughs> equation, and one one on the other side of the I equation. I see now, yes. <laughs> so... This what, is also goes, proof of so many other... It, it's proof of just everything in maths being wrong, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like well, any any yeah. X plus Y equals one thing. Like, isn't it just a proof that addition always doesn't work? Uh, well, probably. Yeah. But but don't you worry, because... Because if you add two numbers it's, it's and okay, get one number, It's okay if it's addition. It's okay if it's addition. Okay. Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah, sorry. I think you... Because you're not thinking of the associative and commutative laws. Fuck, I, oh, you've got me. I super wasn't. <laughs> there you I go. Super you, wasn't. I you didn't even, I'll own up. So you that. didn't mention it and yeah. it wasn't even there behind the eyes. There's, there's just some amazing sentences in here. I mean, I can't, I, I will be I reading simply, this whole thing. Yeah, I cannot sure. read it all on here because it's, it is too boring. And I, I kind of believe that not even you will read all of it. I promise. Because, I I'm because it's too, it, it, it is just the same thing for four pages. That's good. The main thing is that he's like, yeah. There's two ones on one side, but only one one on the other. <laughs> is, is that, can I just check, is that the only, like, point? Sort of, yeah. Like, keep making he says, ways. remember the basic laws of common sense. If A oh, times B the- equals C, then C must be some product of A and B. Yet in order for one times one to equal one, the value of either A or B has to be missing from the final product of no, C. false. Let's not jump the gun just <laughs> yet, he says. <laughs> let's try, Damn, to, let's try and add one to both sides of the equation. So he adds... One, he's got one times one equals one written there. Yeah. <laughs> underneath the first one, underneath the first one, he's written plus one. Yeah. I underneath bet, the I C's, bet he has. <laughs> I saw that coming. Underneath the C, he's written plus mm. one. So the associative and commutative laws, then yeah. he says, shows that, what one, that is. one plus, open brackets, one times one equals two. Therefore, three equals two. Oh, Oh, which it doesn't because even in his version it would just be two (laughs) so so then one is added to itself one time and you get two now add the one to the left side of the equation you also get the plus one to the right side of the equation it gives you an answer three equals two and that doesn't look like the balanced equation that we were looking for does it true which is the sort of sass that's been missing from most of the maths i've been doing haven't seen it a lot as a maths teacher i'm going to be bringing not not the actual claim no, but, I'll be, well. but i'll be bringing <laughs> just introduce uh, you know what i don't need to because as terence himself claims later on uh-huh. this is the last generation of children who will be taught that one times one equals one because of this because theory. of his theory Far. yeah now um i was a little disappointed because i was hoping that it would be something a little more involved uh-huh. especially given that it was supposed to be his own code and he'd written it forwards and backwards with left and right hands i was i was hoping for something like the deep magic Madder. Yeah. Are you disappointed that this is that? I think what it sounds like to me is that as someone, you're like a math professional, you're disappointed that he's, he's kind of owning you at your own game. Like he's, he's come into the math world and he's blown it apart. He's gotten rid of all the mumbo jumbo. Yeah. And he's cut to the quick of, of maths. Yeah. Quick maths. I was disappointed. Yeah. And you'll notice that I used the past tense there because then I got to page three. Uh huh. Where the main thing is that, well, Terence, Old Terence, he thinks that there's something fishy going on here. He thinks it's weird that like it's had it's fallen on his shoulders. It is weird. <laughs> He's super right about that. Like that is the weirdest thing that all of these math magicians have have fucking mm. they've just ruined it and they've left it to Terence to to fix their problems. So he he basically ends the mathematical part with a call to the elementary schools, middle schools and high schools, uh-huh. the nursery school teachers and the kindergarten teachers. Uh, upon, upon basically everyone to just get rid of this false statement of one times one equaling one. Yeah. Does he link to some resources that can help? Like he's got some worksheets. Not quite. Okay. Here's what he goes on to say though. 
After thoughtful reflection and literally thousands of hours of observation, coupled with five decades of deep and contemplative work upon the subject, it has brought me to the inevitable... 52. Wow. To the inevitable conclusion that this false concept must have been the brainchild of a godlike figure of some sort, someone whom whom the people possibly credited for giving them their multiplication table and their geometry. A gift that set that civilization apart from the rest of the world. A multiplication table and system of calculating that would enable that civilization to oh, rule no. the known world from way back in the late Egyptian dynasty till the, the Medes and the Persians brought a sudden end to their way of life. Some call them the Anunnaki, the sky people, whoever they were that gave that naive generation some 6,000 years ago a multiplication table and a flat view of universal geometrical. <laughs> Sorry, of what? Geometrical. Oh, geometrical. Sick. Is that a place? <laughs> yeah. That gave that poor misguided people uh, a false axiom upon which to build their world. A false axiom that would behave almost as a bumper for our infantile-like species. A tutor, as it were. A false axiom that would allow for a measure of growth and productivity for that civilization, but would inevitably lead to failure and its inevitable collapse. Wow. So it was sky people who tricked ancient arabic mathematicians is that the theory yeah they came that's our work six thousand years ago specifically they came down uh from permanently from the sky uh, just off well, I, assume, I assume not permanently one plus one <laughs> did you say times <laughs> but they were gone and the first abacus was built I, I mean i haven't seen them about so i assume they haven't stayed for unless they're you know hiding among us like the superheroes might so this is a really interesting claim if i may just just really dive into it for a moment please please do math seems to me the kind of thing that from like an epistemological standpoint if it were based on one false axiom and then so you know if if it were just our starting principle that one plus one or what is it one times one one times one equals and if we were incorrectly just saying one times one equals one then surely you would just define everything else incorrectly as well relative to the what the sky people were lying about yeah such that it would still work well, like, I, and it does. To be honest, well, it seems to. It does. Like, you can use it to, to check stuff. You yeah. can use it to, like, encrypt and decrypt stuff. So it it's unclear to me what Terence is suggesting is the ultimate, like, problem. Is it just that we were lied to by the Sky people? It's about pride. Because if so, like, fair enough. <laughs> you like, don't want to. I, I don't want to be fucking lied sat to. they by chuckling the away. Anunnaki. The Anunnaki. The Anunnaki up there. Yeah. And they, laughing at us every day. <laughs> <laughs> laughing at me as I sit there enjoying my geometrical. <laughs> They're like, what year do they think it is on Earth? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 2018. It's 2020. That's silly cunts. But yeah, like, it's because it's not a practical issue by the very nature of what maths is, unless he's claiming that, you know, numbers are some real natural phenomenon that we're, we're objectively wrong about. It's just interesting that this really is just a matter of truth and of, of mm. like the feeling that we're deviating from what is intended as mathematical reality. It's, it's a noble crusade. It I is. Yeah. Such it, a word. Should we see where he goes with it? Please. He says, unfortunately for the latter generations, that would eventually come to inherit this once thriving Mediterranean metropolis that includes mm-hmm, the not so lucky entire world. <laughs> Did it say go. mm-hmm in there as well? Yeah. That's cool. You don't see that in math papers. No, very, very seldom. Little like finger snaps as well. Now for the last 5,000 or plus years, our ancestors enslaved our thinking with that dogma for generations upon generations, leading down to our great-grandparents and who in like manner indoctrinated their children, who in turn would help through the newly formed system called, scare quotes, tradition, to propagate this <laughs> The false... newly formed system of <laughs> tradition, tradition yeah. is such an amazing, like, oxymoron uh, of a tradi- Tradition got introduced about yeah, this one generation thing, ago. Tradition. Yeah, we should start doing <laughs> we it forever. Should, we should keep it. <laughs> That's really funny. They've always been doing it, really. That's so good. To propagate this false truth to the rest of the world. Because of their wrong approach to the rules of multiplication, their systems would all likewise eventually fail because they were all built upon a false... A faulty foundation, mm. one suffering the damages from being dependent on the principle of, quote, implied predictability of loss. When one times one equals one, it is implied that 50% of the potential will be lost at the initial contact. What does that mean, Terry? I think what he means is, you know how there's that, like, idea... He obviously doesn't quite mean this, but I think it's along the same lines. Yeah, uh, There's that idea in computing about how, like, energy lossing computation is done through deleting stuff because like you've because it's all binary and it's lots of it is like yes no gates right 
you've you've got to send in two and you get out one and so one is lost and you've got like erase that and get rid of it and i think he's like well if one times one equals one then what that means is half of everything we've got will just completely be obliterated and so So that's why reaching half as much as we could ever achieve yeah intellectually and and it's uh, kind of diminishing returns and that's why civilizations will fall i guess there are some hidden assumptions there about you know like go on well no i mean Far bit from me. Why have you written I've a paper? I've not studied teriology. <laughs> have you written a paper? Have you done four pages of, about no, the Anunnaki? Right, well, there <laughs> I you didn't go. even know about that. <laughs> well, there you go. Today, but... And yet you're going yeah, to nitpick Terence's hard work. You start off with two values on the one side and in the process of multiplying one of the values... Yeah, I remember this bit. One Terence. of the values goes missing and nobody <laughs> cares what happens to it. <laughs> He's been putting up posters. Yeah, he keeps trying to bother the people that put the children's pictures on milk. Yeah, this is what we really need. Just the number just one. one. <laughs> Have you seen him? If I saw a number one on on milk, that'd I'd be, be I'd be certain that we lost some, some <laughs> deep deep fabric of reality. It is a false axiom. He loves that phrase. Yeah, that unfortunately for us has become the very cornerstone of our misunderstandings concerning math and the nature of our universe. An untruth told to a naive people by someone they, that they just trusted so much. Why did That no one ever Anunnaki? thought to question the accuracy and longevity of the system of calculating that was being shared. Even now, almost 6,000 years later, why is it that only I, in the history <laughs> of recorded history, has the ever history asked this question concerning an unbalanced equation? Fuck. An unbalanced equation that has masqueraded itself as the first truth of mathematics for more than 6,000 years. That would not be the when first When it could be truth. very well. Be <laughs> you can't start I'm sorry. with that. I can't. I can't handle this sentence. <laughs> when it could very well be the worst lie ever told in the history of man, <laughs> with potentially the worst and longest potential consequences. Wow. What? Like, but the thing is, like, what have they been? <laughs> he doesn't. I've been waiting for him to point out what they are. Like what? But it sounds like we're all much like is often the case with conspiracies. You're just supposed to, at some point, kind of accept. Oh yeah, like there is a reason. We're all, we all know what it is. Like we mm. don't need to hammer it out. But we all recognise some kind of spiritual dearth that stems from the lack of equilibrium in this unfinished equation. It's so funny that like the simplest and possibly most understandable sum in the whole world is is like being being paraded out as, as the worst lie ever, ever told. told in the history of man crazy uh, goodness me a lie that continues uh, to be propagated by those that worship that false concept and profit from the loss of others how is that That's doesn't say profit. doesn't say who it is but but we, we know <laughs> we know why someone found it, scare quotes, necessary to put a cap on that Mesopotamian civilization's potential for advancement, I will not speculate. I don't know what that means. He's claimed that they did really well, though, I didn't I don't know what he means. Perhaps mm. it was the best thinking of the time, which is such a, like, damning with faint yeah. praise thing. As to where we would have uh, advanced to if we had not been misled by this false statement, again, it is of no benefit to speculate. Nevertheless, we are in the here and now, and we must hit the reset button and do a full about face concerning our approach to mathematics. Okay. In light of this exercise, I feel that it is necessary for us to throw out the false positives add erroneous results. I assume he means and. Yeah. One times one equals one is an equation that predicts a negatively discharging universe without the ability to overcome the radiational expanse of magnetism because one would have to have a negative discharge in order for it not to bond with a second one and a universe made up of all discharging particles would never assemble into molecules and other more complex integrated system. One would by necessity have to be a positive integer in order for the, well, for the gravitational and <laughs> centripetal effects of electricity to accumulate atoms of low potential together into systems of wow. high potential and ultimately build this wondrous uh, universe abundant in dynamic energy. Now, here's the bit, here's the bit at the very, very end. This is the final couple of lines from the, from the thesis. Um, or a treatise. Or yeah, no, um, <clears throat> that I think really spells out just how fundamentally Terence has got multiplication and addition <laughs> uh, just a little scrambled. When one times one equals two, we have a balanced equation where the laws of universal equilibrium and the conservation of universal energy remains intact. Therefore, one times one equals one must be written as one times one equals two. 
And then one times two equals three. One times three equals four. One <laughs> so, times four so equals the, five. The like, knock-on effect is just <laughs> it is just called we, do addition but with, called, a, with an X. It's called move it all, move the whole thing up. That's so funny. Uh, and he goes, he goes. How long does he carry on doing? Well, those he gets one to pluses. one times one equals seventeen. Uh, one times seventeen equals eighteen, Fuck. and then says infinity and, so and beyond. <laughs> First Buzz Lightyear quote in a in a serious and world shaking maths paper as well. Yeah. What does he think numbers are? Like that whole section about how if we if we thought that one times one equaled one, the universe itself could never have happened. It betrays a very confusing concept of like when he thinks the order number, of these things that there are just ones floating yeah. about. Yeah. Um. One of the one perhaps my favorite comment uh, in the replies was someone who said. This literally says, quote, sky people gave an ancient civilization a multiplication table. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Come on. We can lay a lot of flaws at the Anunnaki's feet, but they'd never fuck around. I understand why you got thrown off Iron Man now. (laughs) (laughs) Terence, you just made me feel less stupid about being bad at math. He wouldn't sign up to Iron Man 2 unless they changed it to be called Iron Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the second would always would always. Um there was a this was posted to Reddit a few years ago on Not the Onion. Uh-huh. Um of course, which was uh um well it wasn't quite that. It was actually um an independent article that is from all I can gather a summary of yeah. the Rolling Stone article that we're reading. Um and there were just people on there who were trying to <laughs> who were trying to like explain Explain it to him, but then also explain to each other where they think he'd gone wrong. One one guy just said, one group of one motherfucker. It's no more advanced <laughs> than that. <laughs> one group of one motherfucker. That's some good maths teaching. Very good. Um, and then, yeah, draw one circle on a piece of paper one time. You have one circle, not two. <laughs> but if that were true, then then the electrons would be negatively discharged. Oh, we so, have a completely discharging yeah, universe. You've got to think it, would, of it that way. And it would subscribe to the predictability of loss. And yeah. we'd, we'd be going on forever and ever and ever. That would suck. Um, I, I did check just because I, I found, literally as I was opening this up and we were starting the episode, that yeah. I, a, a tiny thing I'd missed in a quotation that I pulled... Um, which is about how he said he was going to put something up on YouTube. Um, I wish and he would. You'll be pleased to know that he has. Oh, um, so yes. we can we can watch that. Um, how uh, long is it? I hope it's so so. Well, long. there's one that's twenty minutes Perfect. long. There's one that's an hour. Yeah. Then from, then from three years ago, there is a full fifty minute Q and A at the Oxford Union. What <laughs> on earth? Terence Howard, all life is energy. Okay. Um, but there's one that we're going to come on to in a bit, which is about him sharing his his innermost thoughts on the Emmy red carpet from a few years ago. Cool. But let's return to the article a little bit because there is more to it than just than just, just the, the simple matter of the, the simple matter of him being entirely wrong about everything. So, uh, you know, all my checks from Fox are being held for garnishment because of my ex. I'm broke as can be, but my wife she did well for herself, so she's covered us. This place she's renting it. I'm suffering. There's nothing worse than being a broke movie star, he says. That's so true. Pac says they're soon going to be buying a house of their own in Winnetka. Um, Obviously, they did not. Damn. The suburbs, Howard says, as soon as they free up my money. It's always been a hard road for me. I run into bad luck, but I run into good luck too. So it's even Stephen right now. He nods at Pac. I've got a good wife. And so it would seem. But you never know what you're going to get with a guy like Howard or which one of those 432 faces he is allowed to come out and talk or what's behind his smile or his words. Even a simple word like wife, for instance. A few weeks later, it comes out that he and Pack had separated in mid-2014 with her filing for divorce earlier this year, citing irreconcilable differences. And a month from now, their divorce will be final. Damn. Plus, in a court document signed in March, Pack stated that she hadn't lived with Sarah Howard since August 2014. And yet here they are, looking at each other somewhat fondly and letting no one else be any the wiser. Mm, so they were just doing it for the interview? They were That's indeed. That's cool. Um, so um, he talks about how after he um, sort of like started uh, working, people were always like, were coming up, his studio execs were calling him saying, you're going to be the next Denzel. Um, and it kind of looked like for a while, maybe he would. Um, and then he he talks about how he got this reputation of being difficult on set, which mm-hmm. mostly seemed to be about how he didn't, in Couldn't from his count. perspective, he wouldn't deliver a line in the way they wanted to. Yeah. And then le- months later, they said that he was really difficult. Um, it, it, they seem to have slightly different experience as to... Well, there's two sides to every story. 
uh, one At times one size. Size. Yeah. Um, so like he got this job, um, on the show empire because someone that he worked with, um, Taraji P Henson, uh, who thought her co-star in hustle and flow was just the ticket. They came to me and I said, the only person I'll do it with is Terrence. Um, so, uh, she basically got him the job said that it was about this like vibe and only, only she and Howard had that vibe. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, as for Howard's success as Lucius, he's playing it cool. I'm just trying to pay my bills, he says. I'm looking forward to this show running its course. If I make a decent amount of money from it, I'll retire. He seems to be wanting a simpler life, the kind you find in Winnetka, one free of the temptations of Hollywood. The problem with this business, he says, you lose yourself. Mm. Another problem. Howard has a temper. He's been escorted off a plane for unruly behavior. He's punched out strangers in a restaurant. He's said to have knocked at least two of his women around, most recently his ex-wife, Michelle Ghent, who after a 2013 trip to Costa Rica with Howard was photographed with a black eye. Uh, she said Howard did it. He either denies the allegations or shades the circumstances or has outright justifications, which is a powerful trio of things yeah. to have all at once Trifecta. about the same about the same uh, uh, incident. Did this article describe that as having knocked two of his women about? Yes, that's it a did. strange. Yeah. That's a strange use of language. It seems to be like one of those things where they've sort of like done the interview and then are like, oh, if we're writing this, we kind of have to mention, yeah. oh, actually, it's much worse than we thought. Yeah. So now we've got to like kind of play it off a little bit. Yeah. Um, great Rolling Stone. He is contrite about one of them, though. Uh, about hitting his first wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, Does so that, that carried forward. Yeah. She was talking to me real strong and I lost my mind and slapped her in front of the kids, he said. Her lawyer said it was a closed fist, but even slapping her was wrong. So he's, he's like, yeah. throwing his hands up there. Well, you know? that was the problem. Um, and what happened in Costa Rica? She was trying to mace me, he said. And you can't see anything, so all you do is try and bat someone away. I think something caught her, but I wasn't trying to hit her. Hmm. That, I think, probably comes in the justifications part yes, I think so. of, of his trifecta. So it then talks about how this incident in a restaurant was, like, he apparently was trying to look and see what, what like, was on the menu. Right. Someone accused him of, like, butting in. It turned into an altercation, and he punched the guy to the floor and screamed at the woman. Uh, no, hit the woman. Sorry about that. Um, and then um, it turns out that that's basically the exact same thing that caused his dad to stab this guy uh, oh, in the no. line for Santa, he was like looking at something. Someone accused him of butting in, and uh, he, he, th this sentence got me. The crime made national news and became known as "quote the Santa line slaying," which is <laughs> how did they spell slaying? <laughs> Tell me immediately. Unfortunately, what with an they a dropped the ball. This is a, this that is, is a, a national. It's worse tragedy. than the Merry Pringles. That's thing. so sad. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, um, I mean, like he, it sounds like he, he has had like a ludicrously hard like life a, growing up and like, yeah. there's lots of reasons why these things are happening, but also you it seems that he's entirely be, unpenitent yeah, and you also be just punching you really don't need to be, be beating up women no. or indeed anyone. So, uh, he talks about how, um, <laughs> uh, what's this? My daddy taught me never take the vertebrae out of your back or the base out of your throat. I ain't raising sheep. I raised men. Stay a man. But being a man comes with a curse because it's not a society made for men to flourish anymore. False. Everything is androgynous, you know. The more successful no. men now are the effeminate, which is another attitude that has gotten him heat. Oh, you're, not that you he surprised cares. me. <laughs> this got him into trouble. I know, it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> he picks up one of his intricate plastic watsits and holds it to his eyes. Like with these things, he says. <laughs> in those four years where I was shunned and walked away from everything look at what I've created <laughs> but I was not trying to make this when I made it I was just trying to find the four forces so I took four planes and put them together where they fit naturally an equilateral triangle and it created a circle a triangle and a square what? and from there everything else was created just following my hands leading to a good place he took the four forces and made four planes that he stuck together to make a triangle an equilateral That's triangle confusing. yep that then it it became a circle. He doesn't know the names of the shapes. Okay. He he does not know. As he's in, like, thinking names of actual. He's shapes. thinking. I'm sure of like a tetrahedron. Oh, okay. Right. Um. He doesn't really describe things in three D shapes. Um, Fair enough. Very well. So like like this one. Um. Since I was a child of three or four, he says I was always wondering. You know, why does a bubble take the shape of a ball? That's why a not a question? Why not a triangle? Yeah, I mean, or a square? I figured it out. If Pythagoras was here to see it, he would lose his mind. <laughs> Einstein too. Tesla. 
They definitely knew the answer to that question. Well, yeah, well, for sure. Uh, listen, but had they created it in plastic, that's true. using solder and copper it. wire, they never got to see a movie star <laughs> <laughs> ruin his life by making non-stop plastic they, sheets on. They it did in not between he's, outrage. Now he's got a little bit of beef with Pythagoras. Has Terence? Who hasn't? Um, I'm switching devices. Look at this. I'm going to my phone because I watched a, a brief video earlier uh-huh. of him on the red carpet at the Emmys. I'm um, talking about some of his innermost thoughts and I've transcribed some of it okay. for you here now. Um, <clears throat> so he basically says that he's going to quit acting. What was the question? Do you know? Uh, the question was, was about that. They were like, Oh, you've said that you like are going to, yeah. after this sort of like 12 episode run is done, you're going to yeah. step away. Is that, you know, forever or for a while? And do you have any thoughts about Pythagoras? Did they ask? They now they didn't mention that, okay. but Just he, it leads, it comes in naturally. Yeah, it comes yeah. in naturally. What he says is basically that, uh, uh, I'm, I've moved on from that. I'm, I don't want to, I've spent too many years pretending. Um, yep. and why would I, um, like dance for tips when I've like been doing all this? Yeah. I mean, then this does sound more important. Then he says, and I quote, I've made some discoveries in my own personal life with the science that, you know, Pythagoras was searching for. I was able to open up the flower of life properly and find the real mm. wave conjugations that we've been looking for for 10,000 years. Why would I continue acting? Right. That's a big claim. The interviewer says, what do you intend to do? Well, let me put it this. This is directly fro- after that question, uh-huh. right? <clears throat> what do you intend to do? Well, let me put it this way. All energy in the universe is expressed in motion. All motion is expressed in waves. All waves are curves. So where do the straight lines come from to make the platonic solids? There are no straight lines. So when I looked, took, uh, took the flower of life and I opened it up properly, I found the only way of conjugation that exposed the in-between spaces. And that's why well, it's the thing that holds us all together. Right. At which point the interviewer says, and you're going to be sharing that. <laughs> That's a very, this person is so like composed yeah. and non throwing It was amazing. There was two of them, like one either side with a microphone. This guy says, and you're going to be sharing that. And he says, I'm going to be sharing that on Tuesday when I receive my star. He was getting a Hollywood oh, wow. fame star. I'm going to be able to prove that gravity is, is only an effect and not a force. And I'm going to be doing something on YouTube where I show how you can create Saturn and build the Milky Way galaxy without gravity. Right. Um, at which point... The other uh, presenter, the woman, she just leans in and she goes, now you mentioned there you're a Hollywood star. <laughs> what a pro. Jesse, it's amazing. Can you imagine how Seamless. annoying Terence would be? Like, imagine if you, like, imagine for a moment this isn't all absolutely deranged bullshit and you were actually, as an actor, you were like, I'm stepping away. I've actually, you know, I'm doing a PhD in something. I'm going to change the world. And they were like, okay, well, I heard you say PhD, but brought it back to some Hollywood thing. It would be very frustrating. So I can only imagine that he didn't take it well. Uh, he, he didn't, but I think he took it in his stride, as it were, um, just because uh, he he realised that maybe this wasn't the place. Like, you don't want to waste your time talking he's to people who are beneath He's the ideas as well, which is quite cool. Like, he's used that platform yeah. to get them the kind of <clears throat> launch pad that they deserve. He says about how Pythagoras would lose his mind. And then he shakes his head at the miracle of it all, his eyes opening wide, a smile beginning to trace itself like he's expecting applause or an award. And all you can do is nod your head and try to follow along. He just seems so convinced that he's right and that he's about to change the world. Mm-hmm. This is the last century that our children will ever have to be, will ever have been taught that one times one is one, he says. Wow. They won't have to grow up in ignorance. 20 years from now, they'll know that one times one equals two. We're about to show a new truth, the true universal math, and the proof is in these pieces. I've created the pieces that make up the motion of the universe. We work on them about 17 hours a day. She cuts and puts on the crystals. I do the main work of soldering them together. (laughs) They tell the truth from within. That sounds like the easier I proper cackled when I read that. Like, that is amazing. And, And it's... It's, you know, revealed later on. After a while, Kieran has had enough of these goings on and begins to cry. Howard lifts him out of his crib and wanders down the hallway. Pack watches them go. She says she first met Howard in the middle of the day at an LA restaurant where she was having lunch with an old boss. He marched up to the table and said to the man, I don't know if she's your wife or girlfriend, but she's absolutely stunning. She said, that's very bold of you. He said, well, only a tiger can approach a tiger. Three weeks later, they were married. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? She says today. <laughs> it, yeah, it super is. And we have an amazing connection. But I mean, he's not perfect. Doesn't do the dishes. Doesn't cook. Spends 17 doesn't, hours soldering <laughs> shapes. Doesn't, doesn't lift a finger. Imagine being this woman and like one of your friends is like, oh my God, are you dating that movie star, Terrence Howard? What's it like? And like yeah. the moment of behind her eyes, just a flicker of... I spend well, 17 hours a day well, making let, shapes. You've, you've preempted the next couple of sentences. 
Uh, doesn't lift a finger. I probably leave him 30 times a month, she laughs and goes on. He's so selfish. But, you know, he didn't have much of a childhood. It was difficult for him being picked on and bullied all the time. Oh. We don't have a normal life. In our two years together, I've only gone to restaurants with him two or three times. We've never been to the supermarket together. We've never been to the movies. <laughs> I've never wow. gotten a gift from him. Never, never. We've made 15,000 shapes. And then every minute that he has free, it's to do this. <laughs> she gestures at some of Howard's thingamajigs, tilting her head questioningly. I help him cutting, drawing and putting things together. I've developed a slight form of agoraphobia lately. Oh, I never no. go out. I have no friends here. I feel like Rapunzel, you know, stuck in a Fuck. penthouse with my baby, just like <laughs> Rapunzel was. Stuck um, with all these shapes and babies. Soon Howard strolls back That's in. That's awful. Kieran asleep in his arms. You ask some good questions of my wife? She going to get us into trouble? Uh, I say, not too bad. No, not too bad. That's like a doctor with a big ass needle saying this isn't going to hurt. Oh, God. Um, so he, he talks about how his, uh, he sort of launches then into a story about how his mum got pregnant with me when she was 15. Uh-huh. He was going to be her second kid. She was on her way to the abortion clinic when they hit a red light and she took that as a sign that okay. she wasn't supposed to. So, so he's been there. Um, apparently at birth, his skin was so yellow, the doctors thought he had jaundice and whisked him away to a darkened room for three days. Uh-huh. Um, Is that how you treat jaundice? Just mm, being in the dark? Yeah. Well, it's certainly how they used to. Mm. I think now it's IV. Interesting. Um, that does sound like I could be wrong. Um, so inside an incubator, inside a dark room, the first three days of my life. So soon after his father returned from prison, his parents divorced. The family had gone from poor to broke to shattered. So his mum moved to LA to try and be an actress while his dad stayed put. And he sort of like flitted between the two of them. <laughs> Um, now here's, here's the bit that I think is, is just an insane thing to mention in this, uh, in this article, which I mean, it's, uh, if he tells you this, you have to put it in, right? Oh. Um, this, this is one place where I'm not going to blame the person writing the, uh, the article, but I just find it such a fascinating window into Terence yeah. that he just brought this up. Uh, seemingly apropos of nothing. Cause he, he talked about how he got beaten up a bit and then his uncle taught him how to box and people didn't think that he could defend himself because he was a bit of a pretty boy. His words, not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he would. He first took an interest in sex in grade school. In the ghetto, things happen a lot quicker, he says. But by the time he was 16, he'd sworn it off. And when he fell in love with this one girl, he refused to give her what she wanted. Quote, and then she ended up having a gangbang and called me laughing with her friends on speakerphone. And I was crying because of what had happened to my girl, not knowing that this was something she wanted. Before Mira, I always picked the wrong women. Wow. That is, a, that is quite a revelation. <laughs> Feels like it's it's one of those things that's been hanging with him for a little longer yeah, than he might like there. there. Yeah. Um, you might be wondering about therapy. We'll come to that later. Doesn't need it. Oh, don't you worry. When he was in high school, nerves in his cranium began to malfunction and paralyze the right side of his face. Bell's palsy. He says doctors oh. gave him a 95% chance of it staying frozen like that forever. His right eye wouldn't close, so he had to tape it shut at night. Determined to do something about the situation, he started applying electrical shocks to his face. He says he cut the wires off his dad's electric razor, attached one end to the fuse box in the basement and pressed the other to his skin. I did that every day for five months and then I felt the slightest little twitch inside, he says. He recovered fully, pretty much. It was around this time he began experimenting with his handwriting. The right side of my face behaved in a different way from the left, so I thought, maybe that's also true of my hands. I was right-handed, so I started writing with my left hand. And then I reversed the direction and started writing backwards with both hands. (sighs) when he puts it like that I mean there is a devastating logic to everything he's doing (laughs) yeah everything falls into place yeah it all makes sense internally but externally it does seem it's it's unclear there's a big why uh, underlining basically Uh, every single thing here like I just think that a part of the thing that does annoy me about this article is I suppose how sort of mundanely it's been written when if you turned up to interview someone and they just start talking about Oh yeah, well I I cut my dad's razor up and I went to the basement and I plugged it into my face. face. Have with like he says next to a a pile of what must be at this point millions (laughs) of plastic shapes that he thinks outstrips Pythagoras. Like you'd think that there would just be something a little bit more. I think I'd be sharing this every day if I'd written. I think I would have made it into like more than one article. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, So. Uh, after high school, he attended the Pratt Institute in Brooklyn studying chemical engineering until he got into an argument with a professor. 
about what one times one equals. No. How can it equal one, he said. If one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value because one times one states one times one itself has no effect. One times one equals two because the square root of two of four is two. So what's the square root of two? Should be one, but we're told it's two. No, we're not. <laughs> and that cannot be. This did not go over well, he says, and he soon left school. I mean, you left. can't conform when you know innately that something is wrong. I suppose that's true. I mean, you've got to stay true to your principles, and yeah. it sounds like he has. So he um, he got a job uh, at Pan Am, mm-hmm. um, and which allowed him to fly to LA for cheap. Nice. Um, so he could hand out resumes that were apparently full of sham acting distinctions. Good. Um, so yeah, he he then like got a part in uh, like Cosby Show episode, but his bit was cut, and then it was another bit more TV work. And then finally into like a couple of movies. Um, and then that was sort of largely it. Then there's the bit about, um, Iron Man that I told you earlier. Yeah. Um, basically he says that he got Robert Downey Jr. hired. Oh. That's his claim. He, he heard they weren't interested in RDJ because of his past drug problems, but Howard told them he'd take a $1 million pay cut if they auditioned Downey and hired him. Marvel Studios disputes Howard's version of Downey's hiring and the alleged salary cut, saying Howard played no part in getting down to job. Oh, that's quite a strong disputation, isn't it? Yeah, it's not like, oh, it was it's a bit like, different. Oh, well, it's not quite hard. No, it's, like, it's no, not nothing. That. It's false. Robert was so thankful and da-da-da-da-da, says Howard. Come, t- come, come time to make Iron Man too. However, the producers went to Howard's agent, told him they were cutting Howard's part down and wanted a salary reduction. As Howard recalls it, his agent said, fuck you and slammed down the phone. By the next day, Don Cheadle had been hired. Wow. <laughs> And no, he says, I called Robbie and I was like, look, man, leaving messages with his assistants. Called him at least 17 times that day and 21 the next. And finally left a message saying, look, man, I need the help that I gave you. Never heard from him. And guess who got the millions I was supposed to get? He got the whole franchise. So I've actually given him a $100 million, which ends up being a $100 million loss from me trying to look after somebody. But, you know, to this day, I would do the same thing. It's just my nature. That's nice, though. Then again, it's also in his nature to say things like, I don't talk about my ex-wife because I don't like to talk about negative things. And later on, call out to Pac, hey, honey, where's the blackmail CD? (coughs) So at this point, uh, I'm not going to read through this in in full because it sounds really horrendous. But basically what happens is that he puts, he opens up a laptop, puts in a CD (coughs) that contains a a secretly recorded phone call that he secretly recorded from one of his ex-wives where she is saying that he needs to like pay up what she's owed or she's going to release like naked photos and like videos and and shit like that. Um, And, uh, and he like basically makes the guy sit there and listen to the whole thing. It goes on for an almost endless, weird, a 13 endless weird brain frying minutes. He's very open man, isn't he? Yeah. With Howard keeping his call throughout, both on the recording and in the present moment. What he wants to demonstrate is that she was the pit bull in their relationship. Um, which, you know, seems like an interesting thing to say. Uh, but then, but then what's interesting here is, uh, so basically one of the, um, uh, sort of divorce settlements. <clears throat> so their 2012 divorce settlement mm-hmm. is being like rescinded because he like played them this tape to right. the court. But actually at this point, they're still like uh, assessing their legal options because it seems like it could go down on appeal. But, um, but then obviously until that's the case, there's nothing he can do. Like his money is still being held and yeah. shit like that. So it says, but at the moment, all he could do is glare at the laptop, leaning in toward it, hissing, you fucking bitch, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. To the recording. But... Yeah. Mm. Um, so <laughs> afterward, Howard sets himself down on the sofa and looks like he's gulping for air. He once said about himself, the sooner people declare me insane, the sooner I'll be free. So has he ever been to a shrink? Back in the nineties or something. Told me I was crazy. <laughs> 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 Oh. <laughs> no, he actually told me I had a sex addiction. I said, so what do I do? He said, don't have any sex. And I was like, okay, good. I get you. I get you. On any medications? No. I took ayahuasca once. The only answer I got was keep following your hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing... That's such an amazing like punchline to a non-existent joke. I took Iasco once. The only answer is keep following your hands. Which is it's an especially incredible answer to are you on any medication? Yeah. Well, I took some drugs once. Once, once and they got that coyote from the fucking yeah. Simpsons episode. Who turned up. That's very powerful. Anytime I've ever done anything wrong, it'll sneak back up on me, he says. I mean, right away. So when I'm conscious... And so then I'm conscious when I've set booby traps along the way. I figure it's just my walk. But if those things hadn't happened, 
I wouldn't have this. He seems to me and his son, Kieran, his fantastic plastic objects and one times one equals two, the apartment mirrors he sometimes stands in front of and even his soon-to-be ex-wife pack. I spent all my time as a kid trying to fit in, he goes on. My uncle said to me, why are you so busy trying to fit in when you were born to stand out? I was 14. He said, you're a young prince and someday ye shall grow to be an old king. Many years ago, Oprah said to me, your crown is waiting right there. Pick it up and put it on. Right. I remember... I remember being in the womb. Found comfort. <laughs> Stop, Terrence, you don't. Found comfort there and have been aware since that moment. As a result of the travesties I've gone through, I've become awakened. I mean, after spending time with me, you can see a good part of my nature. I'm on my yeah. own path and I like the pebbles of my cobblestones, which seems clear <laughs> enough. The pebbles of my cobblestones is an amazing <laughs> album, autobiography yeah. name. I think it sounds like a Maeve Binchy sort of novel. The pebbles of my cobblestone. Which seems clear enough. There's no stopping him. He's pushing ahead, writing his future forward and backward with both his right <laughs> and his left, surrounded by that symbols only he knows the meaning of, come what may. Wow. That's amazing. Now, I haven't heard of Terrence Howard <laughs> for years. Yeah. Um, you're not, any you're not this... drawing a connection, are no, you? No, no. What I'm wondering is, like, was he silenced? Like, did he did he do that big announcement at the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Um, oh, when my he was God. Um, all the footage was deleted by the CIA. Yeah, like, this is the thing. By the Illuminati. It can't be a coincidence that... <gasps> by the has... goddamn Anunnaki. Exactly. They swooped right down <laughs> on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Plucked the cameras. Right outside the Chinese theatre and whisked him away to Mathland. <laughs> but, I mean, it seems like there's... You know, it, it can't be a coincidence that someone who has been awakened to this extent has mm. seen the more they realise this, the more shapes he makes, Cause you the would less think... people have heard of him and the less success he has. <laughs> you would think that if someone deliberately torched their own career to be wrong, yeah. you'd continue to hear more he... of them and, and see them in, in more movies. Sorts, yeah. There was another, I'm, I'm annoyed actually, I'm, well, if you want to sort of like give some more ruminations, there was another a final quote on here that I think has been lost in a different tab. I think which I'm going my to main find. rumination is that I want to know that the shapes it feels like are the the central part of what he's up to. And it seems to me like Rolling Stone didn't ever quite get to the core of what those are about. No, uh, to be honest, I'm hoping that when we watch, it looks like when, the if you watch his videos, made? then because yeah. look, if you look at the thumbnail for this one, is it shapes? He's, he's holding, he's holding a oh, shape. They look really nice as well. Like they yeah. are nicely made. They look things. like a bit like those things you make with, remember it was like, what were they called? It was like marbles and then little magnetic sticks. Yes, that you could like I do build stuff those. up with. Um, but I mean, those are clearly the key to a lot of what he's up to. And so mm. I think it's probably in those that we need to find our answer moving forwards. Yeah, basically, I, I don't know why I can't seem to be able to find it now, but there was a, a point in one of them where he talks about where it was, it was mentioned that he, <laughs> he kept claiming, um, that he had this degree, that he mm -hmm. had a PhD in, um, in like chemical science and right. mathematics or something from a particular university. <clears throat> and it turned out that he had like an, an honorary, honorary doctorate. doctorate of letters yeah. from a from a university that wasn't even able to actually give anyone a PhD oh, no. at all, <laughs> um, which is just like another fantastic like encapsulation of everything that goes on in his mind. That like I I've written I've come up with this idea. It's called addition. <laughs> it's very good though. I mean, he's clearly like a bright but like bloke because he got into school to do chemical engineering. Right? Yeah. Like he can't be an idiot. And and the way that he was writing, like it has, he's clearly read the kind of things that he's writing mm. because it had, you could see the attempt to couch it in that vernacular. Yeah, of like, I don't think he's understood very many of them. No, but or, he's he's clearly, I think it's much more interesting that he is actually, from the sound of that, quite smart and has a lot of ideas. Mm. It's just that he's also mad. He's also mad and beats up women. Too, yeah. Right? Yeah, that, that's a... That's a bad Those are two though. kind of... Those are two negatives. Yeah, but the positive is he rediscovered new math. Yeah. Um, and we are the last generation The, the positive is tricks. two negatives is just one times one negative, so so, which is not many when you think about it. Well, that's a very powerful exploration. And I think in true task form, it's a stone that no one had thought to bother turning <laughs> in quite some time. In a little time. while, yeah. Yeah, so it's good that we're able to shine the light that, that no one asked for on a subject that no one knew about. Isn't that a t-shirt? Now, nature is not the only thing that desires equilibrium um, and demands action. In fact, Go we on. are as well. One of the ways we demand action is that you leave a review for this very show over at shame.city slash 
Tass, I think. So shame.city slash review. That's the one. Even more easy and obvious. If you listen to our other show, you could go to shame.city slash book review and and review that one as well. And if you don't, I I don't know. I can't really get on board with you in a big way because they are very similar in terms of uh, quality and vibe. Well, yeah, and in terms of personnel. Yeah, well, they're they're (laughs) radically the same in those regards. Although, let me tell you, people were were saying really nice things about the old Big Bad Books on stream yesterday. Yeah, people people were really like... I think it is good, to be honest. I've reflected on it just now. It is all good so far. The thing that I said, and just to, you know, big up our own show slash shows while we're doing them, is that I do think since we went to the two shows intersecting, the quality of this one yeah, has vastly improved. improved. For sure. Having two was, weeks to plan stuff. I was going to say the quality of both has improved, but the other one did not exist well, before. And therefore, but. it has improved from zero to <laughs> from, 100%. Mm, I like it. That's, that's math. That's terrible. That's the new math. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do check out Big Bad Books. I'm going to be doing something when I work out how to, of like posting an episode of it or a preview in this feed that you're listening to this show from. Mm. So that if you haven't bothered checking out yet from laziness and, you're forced and foolishness to. on your part, <laughs> then it will automatically wing its way to you and you have no excuse. And then he's going to find your IP addresses. He's going to come to your homes. (laughs) Um, The the thing to do would be to go over to shame.city slash books. And there you can find some episode shit as well for that other one. Uh, That's out every other Sunday. So it's, you know, it fills the gap that the absence of half the tasses has left in your heart. Outside of just podcasts, we are conquering the media landscape more broadly over at twitch.tv slash shame city or shame.city slash twitch, where you can find us streaming at the moment, Monday to Thursday at about 9 p.m. UK time. So it's uh, UTC plus one at the moment. Um, we stream all sorts and we've recently got into puzzle hunts, which mm. is, a, is a fun time. We're going to be doing some of that next week. In in true, like, Shame City form, we've got into them in a way that means we don't have to talk to or engage with anyone else doing the puzzle <laughs> hunt. Um, yes, just with true. just with us and we're, people we know and we're love. doing them in our own timeline when they have long since finished yeah. and all of the fun and social aspects are swept can we, away can we please because the idea of most of them is that you know you do a bunch of puzzles and yep. it tells you a place to go and you go there at a certain time and should anyone else has done that late? well i was saying we should go we should go to them late but then like consistently <laughs> call up the <laughs> yeah, people like, and just really bother yeah like we turned up what's this lads don't know where you Come guys on. are <laughs> we're the only people to solve it again <laughs> uh, but yeah that's good fun we play more normal games as well um and well, mm. yeah, we don't. I suppose we don't. No, we don't. Our version of a more normal d- game is a sort of claymation point and click that looks <laughs> like it was the born in world. hell. Yeah, it's very good stuff. But do check that out. Uh, shame.city slash Twitch. We've got a few other things to know about. A Discord, most notably amongst them, which is shame.city slash Discord. We hang out there day in, day out, answering questions, fielding interviews. Making threads. Brand new threads. Um, and I'll be... I'll be posting some exclusive behind-the-scenes pictures of Declan later. Oh, don't! <laughs> he doesn't know. You're, you might get some exclusive behind-the-scenes picture of mice. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, anything else I've missed? Twitter, I suppose. Uh, shame City Gang for the for the entire Shame City universe. Yeah, that's a, that's a shame cast for this show. At Big Bad Books for the other. Yeah, that's um, all the main stuff. That's isn't it? it. That's all of the stuff, isn't it? Until the next episode in two weeks, or on next Sunday if you pop over to Big Bad Books where we are really just getting into the meat of Ready Player Two in a big way the puzzle speed has ramped up it's gone we're getting ready to take off to find the the Anunnaki themselves I've been Isaac you've been I've been Declan and one times one always equals two bye 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 guys Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Buzzing in the
tree to make some honey just for me. The bare necessities of life will come to you. Necessities of life will come to you. 